0: Welcome back to the go to go podcast man episode 60 week six of the NFL season coming up right around the corner man this week got another segment hot or not and then we're gonna get into those week six pick-ems quickly recapping week five man first week of the buys first time dilip- dipping below 500 for me man six and eight you eight and seven that brings you to me to 46 and 32, you to 48 and 30. I think that's wrong, low-key. Nah, that's right. So, two games better than me at this point in the season, man. It's all right, man. Long. long. Yeah, and I had to go back and fix that, bro, because you tried to. I put 47, didn't I? Yeah,
1: come on, man. Jax <laughs> took a big win, man. Like You're not going to give me credit for that? That was a team, when I went back, you didn't count as, like, a win for me. So, I'm like, uh, man, man well, I had, to go, I back and, count, I had to go back and change it. It's right now, though.
0: I'm trying to steal games, steal points. See how it is. Anyways, man. so what happens <laughs> when you do that shit on the clock, bro. Regardless, I had the record right. Because I had, no, I had you 7-7. Seven and seven. Yeah, you're right. I messed up. Um... But jumping into those hotter knots, man, I'll give you the honors. Week five, crowns on your head. All right.
1: Start it off. Hot or Not the Minnesota Vikings should look to trade some of their assets and call it a
0: season. This is not a hot take, man. One and four this point in the season. Justin Jefferson going to IR, man. Kirk Cousins last year of his, you know, deal agent quarterback. What do you want to do there? You got some pieces you could move defensive line, you know, you got a couple of pieces. You could maybe get some good return. And then offensively, you know, you got some weapons that you could trade away as well. But depending on who they want to get rid of, that's in question. Kirk's name has popped up, and, you know, maybe they look to move him. You know, what team would be a fit? Would the Jets be a fit? What are they willing to give up? It'd just be a one-year deal. So if Rodgers comes back, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean – the Vikings could very well be four and one at this point. The end of the Chiefs game. We know, man, those refs were out there playing the script for the Chiefs just like they were the week before with the Jets. Regardless of the fact you look at that win loss record and right now, they still have a shot to win the division possibly. I mean the Lions right now cruising through is the, you know, number one team, but it it wouldn't be shocking if they decided to move on some pieces this year start building towards the future and maybe lock up justin jefferson at the end of the year as well
1: all right staying in that division how do not the detroit lions are a true contender in the nfl
0: i mean that's not a hot take either they're definitely a contender last year we saw them come onto the scene late good second half for the detroit lions and the first time i mean they've won in Lambeau, and i don't know how many years they did that you know few weeks ago, Jared Goff, that offense, clicking to get Jamison Williams back, you know, one of their top picks uh, from two years ago who dealt with that ACL injury and then suspended for gambling. Yeah, I mean, the running back situation, David Montgomery's looking like a monster. You got Jameer Gibbs back there. Amin Ra, I mean, De Laporta's looking good at the tight end for Jared Goff's safety blanket. Defense, you know, decides to make some plays late in the game. They could definitely be contending. uh For a Super Bowl I don't think they Will actually get there Because I think there's some Better teams out there But they're definitely You know Able to make a run In the January Into the playoffs
1: All right, And then the last one Is hot or not Cincinnati Bengals Are back to being The best team In the AFC North
0: That's A hot take You know One week Joe Burrow Finally looked like Joe Burrow Jamar Chase 7-11 Mr. Always Open He got it going Last week But It's one game Got to see it on a consistent basis. I mean, I'm just not buying into this this Bengals hype. I know everyone's like, oh, the Bengals are back. The Bengals are back. Let's just slow our horses, man. I don't think they're just back uh, just yet. So, I mean, they played the Arizona Cardinals too. I mean, you know, they played better than expectations have so far in the Cardinals. But we came into the season looking at them as a, you know, probably the number one option and The Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So, but
1: yeah, that was all. Only had three this week.
0: Yeah, um, jumping into my hot or not, got another <coughs> NFC North one for you. We hot or not? We overreacted at how good the Packers actually are. Um,
1: what do you mean, like, overreacted to how good they actually are? Like, uh, off did, of what? Did we overhyped them. Did we Um, rank them
0: higher than they, you know, actually are after these last two weeks? uh, I'm going to say no. I had them, what,
1: second in the division coming into the season. That's exactly where they are, I believe. I think they're a better team than Chicago right now. And we talked about Minnesota. They're pretty much shutting down their season or, you know, on the verge of. And I think the Lions are clearly the best team in that division right now. But the Packers are just – they're the youngest team in the NFL – you see some flashes; they're really good, but you know, with a young, inexperienced team, you're gonna have growing pains. You're gonna see some of those boneheaded mistakes, and that's just who the Packers are. I think they're right now just a, a average team with upside, and you're gonna get those big dips and those really high highs. So, I don't think we overreacted, or I didn't overreact really coming into the season. I thought they would be a good team, show some flashes. I like Jordan Love, his progression, but you know, against the Raiders, had a rough game, but that's what you're gonna expect with a young team. No real, you know, veteran presence out there for Jordan Love to rely on on the outside weapons wise. And Jordan Love himself, this is his first full year starting. Yeah, it was nice, you know, to get those reps behind Rodgers and learn the offense. But at the end of the day, you got to go out, you got to play, you got to get those game reps. That's the only way you get better. So we're seeing that right now in real time. I don't think we overreacted or I overreacted in a sense because I kind of thought this is who they'd be. They have some nice games, they'll have some, you know, decent wins, but they'll also have some ugly losses and some things you want to see improve. So I, I had them exactly where they are right now, second in the division. So I'm going to say that that is a hot take that
0: you think we had them overrated because I, I think I had them perfectly rated. You had you had them at number nine, bro. I don't know if you remember a little power. You had them ahead of the Lions too before they went head to head. Oh, you were talking about... See, I didn't know what you were talking about. Okay, coming
1: off of that last week... Then, yeah, they're they're not the ninth best team in the league, but in terms of like the overall scope, I think this is where they are. But they have like the potential to be that good, but I think they also have you know the floor to be really really bad. So I don't really. Uh, that's just like my breakdown of the Packers right now. <laughs> it's like
0: um, lukewarm. That's where I'm at. Lukewarm, room temp. Yeah. All right, man. Next one up. Hot or not? Pittsburgh's defense will clinch them a playoff berth?
1: Uh, I'm going to say that's a hot take right now. Just because their defense has played well, but I don't think they've played good enough to clinch a playoff berth. Now, they've made some big plays in certain moments, but I think defensively there's still some things, you know, kind of left out for that Steelers team. We saw what CJ Straw did to them, hung up 30 on them. Although it was on the road and then, you know, yesterday they lose at home to Baltimore if it isn't, you know, personnel issues, a bunch of drop catches. We saw all that Lamar with, you know, a couple of bad throws, one mistake here, there. So you want to see more from the Steelers defense. You know, in the red zone, you got T.J. Watt dropping in pass coverage. Not sure if that's the best way to utilize him, especially in the red zone, the most important part. But the Steelers do have a good defense. They're going to get some stops. I think it'll be able to. It'll be good enough to win them games, but if they want to make the playoffs or make a run in the playoffs, you got to see that offense step up. I mean, mean, I don't know what you expect. If every single home game, fire Canada chances, like the biggest part of the game, like you have an entire fan base, like just blatantly rooting against the person calling your offense, calling plays. They had the little clip of when George Pickens scored a touchdown. Everyone's going crazy in the box. Matt Cannon just has no reaction, so it, something isn't there clicking offensively, and I think they have a good defense that can help them win games, but I don't think this defense is so elite that it'll be able to carry them into the playoffs because, I mean, you, like you're not going to be able to play division rival every single week, and that's kind of what I mentioned last week. I was like, this is a classic AFC North matchup. The Steelers just got boat raced on the road. They come home. You know, one or two things go their way, and they, they f- find some way to get a victory. Now, I thought the Ravens would win. They should have won, but I, I don't think that defense is good enough to carry them. I think they have a solid defense, but they I don't think it's going to be able to carry them to the playoffs. All
0: right, man. Last one up. Hot or not, the Denver Broncos are the worst team in the NFL.
1: Uh That's not a hot take. I think it's like the opposite of what you were asking me. Because offensively, well, for the Steelers, offensively they've been pretty solid this year. I know Russ has had, you know, decent numbers statistic-wise. But defensively it's just atrocious. Like once you get 70 put up on you, regardless, I mean, the Bears, we thought they were the worst team in the league. They were down 28 points to them. So it's not looking good for Denver right now Zach Wilson goes in to your home stadium, is able to win. That's a guy who, you know, coming into the season, especially last year, we were like, can you even play quarterback in the league? So, it's tough, man. A, a lot of teams are having their bounce-back game against this Broncos defense. So, there's some bad teams out there, man. You want to look at the Giants. They're not doing too well right now. No you know, Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young, he's out there just throwing to no one that's open. So, they're Touched on the Vikings, the Bears. There's some bad teams, So, if you, but if you want to say right now it's the Broncos, especially considering the contract of their quarterback and head coach and the expectations going into this year, it's not a hot take. The Broncos have been pretty bad.
0: Yeah, losing to Nat Hackett must have been real tough in that locker room, I'll tell you what, yeah, man. A little, little revenge game? <laughs> Whatever it was, he had that chip on his shoulder, man. It's going to move us. To the week 6 pickems, man. Thursday night football, another primetime golden game the NFL gives us. The Denver Broncos play the Kansas City Chiefs. And you, I mean, you just talked about them being, you know, the worst team in the league quite possibly. They're up there, whatnot. Just give me the Chiefs. I overanalyzed that last Broncos game a few <laughs> weeks back, so I'll just give me the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think Kansas City continues to, you know – Strengthen their win streak. Patrick Mahomes gets back on track. Kelsey a little banged up. We'll see if he goes. Probably won't have to against this Denver team. But, yeah, bleak times looking ahead for Bronco
0: fans in that organization. But I think the Chiefs kind of roll right here. Next one up, man, Baltimore Ravens. They played the Tennessee Titans on the road, man. I mean, I just got the Ravens you mentioned last week. The personnel issues, the drops, I mean, Bateman had a horrible game, Zay Flowers, you know, slipped on a deep ball, that probably would have been a touchdown if he just stayed on his feet, stuff like that, man, Mark Andrews had a lot of drops as well, I think they had a combined nine drops in that game, or whatever the number was, was pretty bad, especially, you know, playing a division rival. Now you go play the Tennessee Titans, who have struggled so far against the AFC North, and I mean, this should be one they should be able to take care of. Titans offense has not looked very well. Know about their run defense and what they can do. But I just think the Ravens on the road, they're a better team. I don't think they'll have as many drops as they did last week. And if that, they're just able to catch those passes that they had a couple of miscues on, it should be an easy dub for them on the road.
1: Yeah, I think the Ravens get it done on the road here as well. Kind of just, you know – Touching on what you just said. You just mentioned it, man. I mean, they clean up some of those things on the perimeters, get guys open a little bit more, create better separation. Odell, you know, he was out there, but doesn't look like the Odell we know. You touched on those drops from Zay Flowers. Bateman in the end zone, literally a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar, as a Philly fan, doing what he does best. But, um... Yeah, the Titans are interesting. It's like every other week they win. So that's, I think that's literally what it's been so far. And they just lost last week. So, you know, history says they win this week. But I just think the Ravens are a touch better. I like Baltimore right
0: here. Yeah, I'm looking back. They lost last week, man. A week before that, they did beat the Bengals. So maybe they're on the right track. But that's good enough for, you know, almost a 500 record. <laughs> it's going to bring us... To our next matchup man the only winless team left in the NFL at this point in the year and it's the Carolina Panthers they traveled to Hard Rock Stadium down there in Miami Gardens play a high octane Dolphins offense man no bias in that statement at all um give me the Dolphins man this should be you know an easy dub for the Dolphins on paper regardless of the fact I want to see them get pressure like they did last week against Danny Dinos finally getting some sacks. I just want to see that defense step up. Vic Fangio finally putting Cater Kohu in a slot, letting Eli Apple on the outside exactly how it should be. You know, he's making some midseason adjustments, getting a little time to get back into the groove of things. But like what I saw last week, um, hopefully Dolphins can get Jalen Phillips back soon. Uh, and then shout out Andrew Van Ginkle, man. He's been tremendous off that edge this year yeah this is
1: a very tough place to be if you're a Panthers fan or player I mean arguably top five team in the league going against arguably the worst team in the league so Miami at home there'll be a bunch of points scored for the Dolphins they'll probably go up a couple of touchdowns and just cruise the rest of the way but I mean on the Panther side at this point like you just want to see some kind of improvement for the offense Bryce Young He's looked okay, had some up and downs, a little inconsistent. But, yeah, Miami at home, that offense, yeah, I'll take the Dolphins.
0: 14-2 at their last 16 home games. So They get Jeff Wilson back too, don't they? Yeah, they're looking to activate him. Uh, A-Chan probably yeah. out for three weeks. <laughs> they might just flip him. Yeah, this like, yeah, <laughs> is literally – but, I mean, last year we saw Jeff Wilson go crazy in a game against the Browns, so – I mean, it's right up his alley, man. San Fran guy. It's going to bring us to our next matchup, man. New Orleans Saints travel to play the Texans, man. The Saints looked <laughs> real good last week, man. You know, I was high on the Texans. <laughs> the Saints look that good or the Patriots just look that bad? Like Probably both, real. man. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't knock. They played well. I think Derek uh,
1: Carr had like under 200 yards passing or something like that. I mean, did they really need 200 yards
0: passing? But no, not at all. That's what I'm saying. It's like again was over before it started it but, was yeah once Mac through that pick six it was around I story. mean you go up bro you just, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is but you know the Saints they're kind of like that up and down team that we've seen so far this year um it the Texans choked last they choked last week I mean they drive CJ Stroud drives down the field scores a touchdown gives them that lead. And you let Desmond Ritter, running quarterback, they set it up for the game winner themselves. They go ahead and punch a fourth quarter game winning drive in against that Texans defense. But, you know, the Saints defense might give them some problems. But C.J. Stroud has looked nothing but, you know, the best rookie quarterback in the class. And, you know, arguably, you know, a top 20, you could say top 15 quarterback up until this point in this season so wherever it's you have him probably higher than that obviously. yeah yeah so you know he might make some mistakes but I think the Texans get it done at home they need a bounce back win in a big way yeah
1: I like the Texans here as well and you know offensively when you look at these teams the Texans are they're clicking right now now I know Tank Dell went down I think with a concussion so that'll be a big hit he was an explosive play for those guys out there but the Saints have kind of been—I don't think they've really found their identity yet on offense. They were kind of throwing the ball a lot early, and then Kamara comes back. And then they just, like, check it down to him and run it to him every single play. And then they didn't really do much at all, anything offensively against the Patriots. Like you said, they kind of just got that lead in Coaster. So, I still think the Saints are trying to figure out who they are, play calling, offensive-wise. So, I don't think—it'll be a tough game. Texans are a young team, you know. They're just kind of playing— Free, they got really nothing to lose. And CJ Stroud, you mentioned, I you said 20 to 15. I mean, the way he's playing, he's right now top 10, top 12 quarterback. He's playing really, really good football. So, at home, he's been a great leader for this team. It looks like they got their franchise guy. And I think, you know, when you have a franchise guy and you go in, you expect to beat teams at home like the Saints. So, I'm gonna pick the Texans.
0: You mentioned this the Saints' identity, I think they have their identity. The fact that Derek Carr went down with that shoulder injury, he has not been fully healthy. I think that's why they've, you know, the past couple weeks, they kind of leaned towards that run game and that check down because yeah. he's not all there right now. And you could see it in his play and just his, you know, ability to throw the deep ball or even take the chances down the field. It hasn't been the same since that. Although he
1: did have a nice one last week to Olave who dropped it in the end zone. He did, which yes. was It was like that Des dropped it. Like he caught it <laughs> but just didn't Took finish step, it to the ground, yeah. you know. Cross the goal line, everything would have been well. It would have been nice for fantasy, but it didn't matter. I was getting smoked
0: anyways. Shout out DJ Moore, Shout and out. ETN, Jamar Chase, bro. <laughs> Put me in a body bag, but it's gonna take us to our next one, man. Washington Commanders travel to Atlanta to play the Falcons, and you know Commanders coming off a tough game last week, Thursday night football. Atlanta Falcons coming off a a high with that fourth quarter game winning drive. Yeah, give me the Falcons, man. B. John Robinson has look very electric in that backfield, catching passes, running the football. And, you know, Desmond Ritter did look a little bit better throwing the football last week. I just – you were higher on the commanders than I am. I'm not a believer in Sam Howell or the lack of offensive line that they even have in Sam Howell going on pace to be the most sacked quarterback of all time. <laughs> So give, give me the Falcons at home. Um, kind of. I'm going to kind of go off what you mentioned. You know, the Falcons coming off
1: a very big win, comeback win, and the Commanders getting embarrassed in prime time. So I think we kind of see these teams kind of even out where we saw the lows of the lows for the Commanders and the highs for the Falcons. I think they kind of meet back in the middle. And I think the Commanders get back right on track. I mean, I think they're the better team. You mentioned Sam Howell has been the most sacked quarterback offensively. He's under pressure. Literally more than any other quarterback in the league, but he hangs in the pocket. And he makes big throws. I think they need to get Terry McLaurin more involved. You saw that last game. Wasn't really getting him touches. It was a lot of Logan Thomas, who's a nice safety valve, but you want to see Jahan Dotson. You want to see, you know, Curtis Samuel. Those explosive weapons they have on the outside, especially Terry McLaurin, who's an arguably top 10 receiver, get the ball more. So Eric bien I like what he's done offensively for this team. They just have no time. Against the Falcons, they have a solid defense. Falcons are one of those teams. They're just cheapy. They like to hang around games, you know. So I don't think it'll be a big scoring game offensively, but I think the commanders are better. I like their defense, too. Chase Young has come back. He's looked, a lot, like, really explosive. Now, Emmanuel Forbes, he's been getting cooked. Like, it's tough. He's a rookie quarterback coming to the league a very, very bad couple weeks. But I think they take this extended time. They get right. They figure some things out. Maybe it's moving him to the bench till he's more ready. But I think the Commanders are the better team. And it, like I mentioned, they just got embarrassed on national television. And I, I don't think they let it happen again. But if they do
0: lose, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> it's going to bring us to the next game, man. Indianapolis Colts travel to Jacksonville because they're finally back in the United States <laughs> in Jacksonville. to play the Jags, man. Minshew Mania for the Colts, you know. Anthony Richardson out once again. AC um thinks sprain, so he'll be out for a few weeks. I uh, just you know, Colts, they get Jonathan Taylor back last week, Zach Moss. Huge breakout game. Taylor probably ramp up his workload as he gets back in, you know, into the groove of things and whatnot. But Jags coming off a big win against, you know, one of the better teams in the AFC in the Buffalo Bills. At home, you know, It seems like I say this every week, but if the Jags truly think that they are a top team in that AFC conference, this is a game that needs to be won. AFC South matchup, you're at home against a team without their starting quarterback. I know Minshew, you know, Anthony Richardson, people might say right now, maybe same playing level, whatever. He's a backup quarterback. He's a veteran. You got to get a win, especially on your own turf, finally getting back to Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, um, Minshew's definitely, I think he's a starting caliber quarterback. I mean, ask the Jets, ask who else? Uh, the Broncos. The Patriots. Like, these teams that just have no quarterback, like, whatsoever. Maybe the Bears a couple weeks ago, but not now. But, yeah, I think Minshew's definitely good enough to win games. But, like you mentioned, the Jags at home. Want to see Trevor Lawrence be a little more consistent those explosive plays for the offense started clicking just a little bit against the Bills. You know, end of the game, he had that nice fade to Calvin Ridley. ETN got going on the ground, which always helps. So, I want to see the Jags build off of that. I thought, you know, they a kind of catch Buffalo lacking off of that big win against Miami at their, you know, home away from home over there in London. So, coming back to the States, to their, you know, literal home, like you mentioned, against a division rival. I just think the Jags are a little bit better. Anthony Richardson was playing really well, though. He's super dynamic. You know, that running element that he adds just stretches his defense out so much. But Gardner Minshew is serviceable. I think it'll be a decent game. But like you mentioned, if the Jags want to be considered one of those top teams, if Trevor Lawrence wants to be, you know, an elite quarterback, everyone thinks he can be. They got to be more consistent offensively, and they got to win these games.
0: So I think they do that, and I think the Jags handle business at home. Next game up, man, the Seattle Seahawks. Travel to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, man, and I kind of mentioned it in the hot or not. Are the Bengals back? Are they not? I'm really not buying it. One game, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow looked pretty good. He finally able to throw that deep ball, though. That was the key, so, you know, it's a positive sign for Bengals fans and, you know, the Bengals organization and his ability to connect on that deep ball with Jamar Chase. But a week ago, they were we were talking about should Joe Burrow be benched, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, man. The Seahawks, on the other hand, it's it's tough for them right now. I mean, one week they look really good. One week they look questionable as well. My prediction is on the road, tough game. I think we see a little bit of what we saw from the Bengals two weeks ago where Jamar Chase in a locker room missed their always open. I think the Seahawks get a grinded game out against the Bengals and they get a dub on the road, man.
1: Yeah, I think the Bengals win this one and I think it could be a pretty comfortable victory as well. Seahawks offensively, they've been solid. You know, Kenneth Walker, he's been serviceable on the ground, but Geno Smith he got banged up early in the year and we just haven't seen that explosiveness that we usually see. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf slowly coming along and then JSN has been, you know, basically just unseen in this offense, not really producing at all. So I want to see the offense get going more, but You know, for the Bengals, we kind of see them trending in that upward projection. T. Higgins, is he going to be coming back? I know he's still banged up. A lot of question marks there. But, I mean, if you got Jamar Chase playing the way he is. Now, I do know the Seahawks have some solid corners. They got, you know, Tariq Woolen and the rookie Witherspoon. But you still want to just give Jamar Chase those chances deep, intermediate, or, you know, right at the line of scrimmage. Regardless, just get the ball in his hands. And I think as long as Joe Burrow can stay upright – and just get the ball to Jamar, the Bengals will be okay. The defense played better, you know, was against the Cardinals, but created some turnovers, got after the quarterback. So I think that was a good, you know, build-off win, and I think they get a solid win at home here for Cincinnati.
0: Next game up, man, Minnesota Vikings traveled to Chicago to play the Bears' NFC North showdown. Just talked about the Vikings, you know, possibly being – one of the worst teams. I mean, you could argue the Bears are also up there. No Justin Jefferson. Huge loss for the Vikings this week. I mean, it's going to be a tough one. Bears at home. Did we see the Justin Fields we saw for the past two weeks to where, you know, he looked like a quarterback that could compete in this league? We'll see if they can keep it up for a third week in a row. But, you know, I think the Bears get it done. Khalil Herbert. Missing some time. They're going to pick up the slack. Justin Field with his legs, ability to run the football. Just the fact that Justin Jefferson's out. They do have some other weapons. Jordan Addison started looking good. Um, they got K.J. Osborne. And, you know, maybe the ground game between Madison and Akers they try to get going this week against the Bears. But regardless of the fact, man, Justin Field's DJ Moore connection the past two weeks has just been going dumb. And I think they they look like to continue it. I think they get a dub at home in a big way.
1: Yeah, when you look at these two teams, they're like two teams literally just trending in the opposite like directions. The past couple of weeks where the Vikings, they have just been going straight down. You know, Now we're talking about guys getting traded, Jefferson on IR. Is he really injured? He's being dubbed. Does he really want to play there? No contract. I mean, KJ Osborne, he's your number one. What does that really bring for you? defensively, they've been, you know, just allowing teams to move up and down them. And then for the Bears, they started off very, very rough. But now, past couple of weeks, they found their stride. Justin Fields, like you said, has been able to find DJ Moore a bunch of times, Have a, has a perfect passer rating, I believe, when targeting him. So their confidence is just getting up and up. And, you know, in this league, that's really all that matters from the quarterback spot. And when you have a dynamic athlete like Justin Fields, Playing with that confidence and has a true number one receiver, it, it's tough to stop. Defensively, you know, you want to see more from the Bears, but they're also kind of young on that side as well. But I just don't think the Vikings offer much of a threat. And you can see one big Justin Fields run or one big throw to DJ Moore or Cole comet over in the middle. And this game can kind of get out of hand, whereas the Vikings with no Justin Jefferson, I don't know if they have the firepower to stay with the Bears right now, which is kind of crazy to say at this point <laughs> of the season. But, I mean, Justin Fields and DJ Moore are just one big play waiting to happen. Mooney's been open. he just, Justin Fields just hasn't been able to get to him. They've just been off very, very slightly. So if he hits one of those big plays to Mooney, that's another play that can kind of blow this game open. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for the Bears here on offense to create some big plays, whereas you look at the Vikings offensively, Not sure where their big play is going to come from. And defensively, they've just been allowing big plays. So, like you mentioned, division rival at home. The Bears kind of have something to prove. Justin Fields wants to show that he's that guy. So, I think they get it done at home.
0: Next game up, man, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers traveled with Cleveland to play the Browns week after the bye. Tough way for the Browns to, you know, start that second half of the season post-bye. Whatever you want to call it. But biggest question right now for the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, will he play? Didn't practice Monday. Not exactly sure about today. Did a little throwing on the side, whatever it is. But this this is this is boring. Just Deshaun Watson starts. Give me the Browns. I can't not take the Browns. If he doesn't start, you still give me the Browns at this point, man. I'm just banking everything. That defense, you're going to have to see them step up in a big way. I know it's this 49ers team, so dynamic, so electric. I want to see what they can do to compete against this team. Do I realistically think they're going to win? Probably not, but it's me and my heart picking the Browns, Deshaun Watson. If he were to play, come back, and looked healthy like he did not two weeks ago, now three weeks ago, the last time he played football, mm. they got a shot to beat the 49ers. If they don't, I, P.J. Walker is going to be the Cleveland Browns starter, so huh. you That's can imagine how this is going to look. But yeah, I mean, the 49ers, everything's stacking their way; they might be undefeated. I, I still pick the Browns.
1: Uh, I'm just going to say this, man. Like before, I did like any research or anything. I was just looking at the schedule and stuff. I had the Browns, bro. I did. I think this is the <laughs> perfect game. The 49ers. I think they're the, obviously the clear-cut best team, but on primetime. The way they just dominated the Cowboys and everyone's just like, they're so good. They're so good. This is like the perfect game. Kind of like I mentioned with the Steelers and Ravens last week where they're kind of a, you know, coming down to earth moment for this 49ers team. Right now they're riding high. Whereas you get the Browns coming off of a bye, give those guys, you know, another week to get fully healthy. They got an extra week to game plan for a team like the 49ers and which would obviously like if I wanted any team to play after a bye, it'd be the 49ers just because of how good they are offensively in that scheme and just how you know hot they are right now. The Browns have a really good defense. We know that maybe not you know as great or as all-time as they were looking earlier, but still, they have a, a solid defense. And Deshaun Watson, like you mentioned, he kind of showed that he was playing solid quarterback. Now, it's on the road for the Niners. It's probably going to be an ugly weather game. You know, the Browns are going to show up regardless. That stadium gets pretty rocking when Cleveland's a good team as well. So... It just had, you know, Brown's upset written all over it, like, you know, 13 to 10 or something like that. But I saw the headlines today. is like Deshaun Watson's not practicing after being medically cleared to play last week and having a bye week. Like, I just don't know what's going on right now. So I'm not sure, shush- like, even if Watson plays, like, how much can you trust him? Now, if, you know, Watson was a full go, like, no issues, he's full participant like I I had the Browns like I think the Browns can't win but Deshaun Watson still not practicing like you mentioned didn't practice yesterday I don't believe he practiced today coming off of bye had a full week to get healthy that's concerning to me so I'm gonna just take the safety with the 49ers but if Watson plays and he's fully healthy and he's just like I don't know putting like a Houdini or something he's like trying to fake the entire league out It's like some like strategy to think the 49ers aren't gonna be playing a healthy Deshaun Watson I'm not too sure so, I'm going to pick the 49ers here and stay safe. But if Watson was fully healthy, like, I think this would be a perfect upset moment. I would have took the Browns. And I was going to take the Browns until I saw that report. So, I think the 49ers are going to win, right, with if Watson isn't playing fully healthy. And, you know, the the 49ers are just a very good football team. Like, I mean, there's not much to say. They're the clear-cut best team right now.
0: Yeah, so, it's a right shoulder contusion. I mean, basically... I, it's tough because it's below the surface. You really can't see, if you know, the mobility is there, like the pain tolerance, whatever. But only Deshaun knows, you know, what it feels like. So he could be medically cleared. And the fact that he's still sitting out of practice means that something's just not feeling right in that bone because you really can't see it heal or how it heals or when it heals. And he's literally the only person I'd be able to tell you. But yeah, it is not looking good. For him, P.J. Walker, would have been nice to have him um, two weeks ago as opposed to, you know, DTR with Kevin Stefanski's garbage game plan, but I did send you this. I got to shout out my boy Martin Emerson on the outside, man, leading in probably, you know, all the great statistical categories you can as a corner, highly underrated, three Pro Bowl corners. I I said it, best secondary in the NFL. They're going to have their... They're going to have a cutout for him against the Niners. Yeah, for sure. it's going
1: to be a very test. tough, t- yeah, very, very tough test against this 49ers offense that is just literally looks unstoppable. Play, the play calling, the scheme, Shanahan's running, and Brock Purdy kind of showing he's not a system quarterback, getting out, creating, throwing the ball down the field, showing, playing with a lot of confidence. It's like every single play I watch the 49ers. Like, I, if I look up, it's just like, oh, Brendan Ayuk, 20 yard crossing route. It's like, oh, Christian McCaffrey on a. Check down two yards behind the line of scrimmage. goes for 12 yards. It's just, it's just crazy the way they run the ball, the way they move the ball. They get those playmakers involved. So, it's going to be tough, man. And then defensively, I mean, if you watch the game, you've seen it. Fred Warner, they got playmakers everywhere. So, 49ers team, they're kind of crazy right now.
0: Im- implementing a play middle of Sunday, they took from the Lions on that, that touchdown. And yeah. They threw to Kittle, too. So, it's... Shanahan, man, maybe he gets his first, you know, big one he's been looking for. Regardless, man, next team up, yeah, I would have said this team or the Broncos. The New England Patriots travel to Vegas to play the Raiders. Just just give me the Raiders. I, I think I've said enough. I said Belichick should be out. and Also, someone else said that on NFL Network or whatever it was. They're getting paid millions that Belichick should be gone, and I'm sitting in a room right now. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, exactly. It's just it's common thought, man. Everyone just thinks it's time. Yeah, not too much to say about either one of these teams right now. Raiders against the Packers didn't even look that good at home. The Patriots just got shut out at home. Uh, give me the Raiders, Jimmy G, Revenge Game, and Josh McDaniels.
0: is Tom Brady the greatest eraser of all time? Yeah, is
1: it that Shannon
0: Sharp, I Yeah, it's looking like it. No doubt he made Belichick look like a first ballot Hall of Famer all those years. But the Detroit Lions, man, they travel to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers at home. And honestly, I think this is like low-key matchup of the week right here. Best, Best matchup there is. You know, Jared Goff on the road. It's a test form. I mean, you know, you always talk about how good they play in that dome. Well, they're going to be playing outside, sunny, hot, South Florida, Southwest, South Florida Central, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's close enough. Tampa Bay, West Coast. Um, I I really think it's a close game, but I think the Lions get it done on the road. I mentioned those, you know, the way they've been playing those weapons earlier. The Bucks, you know, Mike Evans having a big year so far. Just once again, I've seen Baker Mayfield his whole career. I've seen the highs, the lows. He could get you a couple of dubs, get that energy up in the locker room. When he faces those great teams, it's going to show, man, if the Lions Aiden Hutchinson could get to him, he's been balling so far this year. If he could get a little pressure on Baker, we know what happens to Baker in the pocket when there's a little bit of pressure. So give me the Lions just for that reason.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Bucs here at home coming off of a bye. Another week to get healthy. I know Mike Evans got banged up in that last game, so the perfect timing for that bye week should be you know, ready to go. I just – I don't know. You mentioned Baker. He's got these guys playing nice right now. I think he's on one of those highs, so I think they continue to ride that high. The Lions' defense has been really good. A lot of those young players making plays, but I want to see more consistency right now from that Lions' defense – you know, on the road, not in that dome. You know, they just played against the Carolina Panthers, and I know Bryce Young got a little, couple garbage-time touchdowns, but was still, at times, moving the ball when he wasn't, you know, throwing some ugly interceptions. So, more consistency from that Lions defense. Offensively, I mean, they are what they are. They're fine. Jared Goff standing in the pocket. He's going to find those guys. How healthy is Amon Ra? and Jameer Gibbs, too? You know, explosive weapons on that offense that both just didn't play last week. So... Want to see them get back healthier, but I just think the the Bucks at home kind of get a little statement win for the Lions. I think it'll be a shootout, a bunch of points scored because both of these offenses have been clicking so far. But I think the Bucks get it done at home.
0: It's gonna bring us to the next game, man. Uh, West Showdown, NFC and AFC or NFC West, excuse me. I don't know why I said. AFC, NFC West showdown. Cardinals travel to so far to play the Rams. I also think this one's going to be a pretty decent game, man. The Rams, Cooper Cup back. You saw him clicking. Puka still getting his touches. Van Jefferson Van Jefferson gets shipped off to Atlanta uh, earlier today. So, I mean, they still got three weapons on the outside for the Rams, and they're looking well between 2-2. You know, Puka, Cooper Cup back. Matthew Stafford looking healthy with that arm. Offenses look really phenomenal for the Rams than what we expected coming into this year uh, because what they did last season and the Cardinals also defied expectations so far. Josh Dobbs, I think he threw his first interception last week and he threw two of them. Regardless of that fact, man, they've been playing, you know, out of their minds so far this season. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Rams, you know, pull away with it in the second half due to that offense Um but the Cardinals playing good football nonetheless. James Connor a little banged up as well, so I think he's on IR actually. So, oh yeah, if today,
1: earlier today they just put him on. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I actually think you're right. So <coughs> no James Connor. I mean, he's been that workhorse for that offense, taking a little pressure off Dobbs and everything. Mm. So it, it's gonna be tough. I think the Rams get it done, double digit win probably this week.
1: Yeah, this is also gonna be a good game. You know, division games are always they always play them tough, but. Like you mentioned Rams, man, I am I mean, going into last week as an Eagles fan, I, I kind of knew they were just going to throw all over the Eagles, which is pretty much what happened in the first half. And if they can kind of come out like that, Cooper Cup and Puka both got going early. I don't think they'll be, able, they'll be facing the same, you know, defensive front pass rush they did from the Eagles that kind of, you know, shut them out in the second half. But if this offense can keep going, Stafford standing back, dealing, Tutu Atwell got into the end zone last week. And then Puka and Cooper Cup, I mean, if they're both healthy playing at the, you know, apex of their game, they got the potential to be, you know, arguably one of, if not the best receiving duo. Puka, he's a rookie, but what he's been showing so far this year, he's been the go-to guy for Stafford. And even last week when Cup was kind of, you know, first coming back, he was the one that got in the end zone for them. So those two guys on the outside and, you know, they move him into the slot offensive that passing game with a veteran like Stafford. They should be able to put up a bunch, a bunch of numbers this year. So I think kind of like you mentioned, man, I think, I'd, you know, in the second half, it's just a little too much. They pull away a big play down the field, and I think the Rams get it done at home. Although, do they even have home games? They're kind of like the Chargers. They play in the same stadium. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're not lying. <laughs> I, who do the – Chargers or Rams play last week? Oh, they played the Eagles. Yeah, I think there was more Eagles fans there. was out there. more Eagles fans. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the stand The, yeah. the <laughs> Chargers had a bye, so it was like home game for them, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> this gonna bring us next game up, man. Your Eagles travel to MetLife. They play the Jets, man. You know Zach Wilson coming off the best two games of his season, and I mean two weeks ago played you know the best football maybe in his career of all time so you know the Jets maybe riding a little high they get a win last week you know revenge game for Nate Hackett everything like that but the Eagles you know haven't really been that that wow team when it comes to wins but still you know at the top of the NFC with the 49ers at this point in the year You really can't go against it. A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, they got that connection going. I know you'll talk about that. Jalen Carter, I mean, if it wasn't for how C.J. Stroud is playing, you would say, you know, he's rookie. He's going to be defensive rookie of the year, but you could say he's the best rookie uh, of the class. But nonetheless, man, Jets, it's going to be a tough game for him, you know, against that Eagles front, give Zach Wilson some problems. I think the Eagles just do enough on offense, nothing too crazy, nothing too fancy. They get a nice win on the road against the Jets.
1: Um, I'm going to take the Eagles here as well. And you said nothing too crazy, nothing too fancy. Well, I think the Jets defensively, I believe both of their corners got a little banged up last week in that Broncos game. And I think the Eagles can kind of make this look ugly. A.J. Brown, three straight games with 100-plus receiving yards. Dallas Goddard finally had his first big breakout game last week. I think he had eight catches for a touchdown over 100 yards. And then Devontae Smith, he didn't get going. But, you know, next week could be his day where he goes for, you know, 10 catches, six catches and puts up 100 yards and a touchdown or two. So it it just all depends. And offensively, that line is the best offensive line in football. DeAndre Swift has been looking like shady back there. You know, seeing those shades of LaShawn McCoy. So it's nice to see a, a stable run game. The Eagles have always been able to run the ball. But, you know, ever since LaShawn McCoy, we've never had an explosive player like Swift back there who just always seems to get positive yards. So I think we see a very big game from the offense. Jalen Hurts, every it's like week by week, he's looking to get more and more into his old rhythm. Finally had a really, really good game. I think he had back-to-back 300-yard games through the air. In these past couple weeks, so I think they continue to air this ball out against the Jets defense. Who, they're they're they have a good defense, but we just saw you know, a little a couple injuries. Maybe they banged up, nicked up, not at fully at 100%. Jalen Hurts will have time back there to hit some of those deep plays. You want to just give your guy, give your guys chances, no matter who's on them, because you know AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. You think they're some of the best weapons in the league. It doesn't matter who's covering them. You still think they can go down and make plays, and I think that's true. And defensively, this is a very tough matchup for the Jets. I mean, I believe Elijah Vera Tucker, one of their guards, just went out for the year. Couple, I think last week or the week before. And uh, you got Jalen Carter, who's arguably you mentioned. You know, he's if it wasn't for CJ Stroud, I think he's still in contention for best rookie. You know, period. Had two big sacks last week. Still getting the pressures. Defensive line starting to pick up. Hassan Reddick playing a lot. He had two sacks as well. Finally got that cast off his hand. So that defensive line is flying around. Linebackers, not the best in coverage, but they're still flying around, making big tackles. And in the secondary, I mean, at this point, I just kind of accepted it. Like the teams are going to be able to pass on us. There's going to be big plays. We're just banged up, just not fully healthy back there. Guys just aren't playing, you know, to what we expect. them. It kind of is what it is at this point. We're not the, you know – the greatest team of all time. So if there's one weakness with the Eagles, I will say it's that secondary. But guys are still playing good enough. Reblanking shows making big plays. Bradbury and Slayer are playing decent football on the outside. So the secondary is okay. But that defensive line is just gonna get out there. And I think the offense has a big week against the Jets, man. So I'm gonna pick the Eagles to stack up these wins before we got a, a tough gauntlet. This schedule coming up is. I don't know if I'm gonna be picking the Eagles
0: every single game much longer. I'm just say that. It's gonna bring us to another NFC team, man. Sunday Night Football showdown of New York between the Giants and the Bills. Um, Giants on the road in Buffalo against the Bills. I mean, Danny Dimes one in eleven in his career. Prime time, or probably won't even be playing this game. Um, yeah, got that neck injury. Who's their backup? Tyrod. T-Mobile, he might cause a little fits for the Bills, but I think they know game. him yeah, pretty well. <laughs> T-Mobile, man, I mean, he had a nice little run in Buffalo that kind of, you know, put put him on the map, but... Made the playoffs. He's got to, you know, he's got to be, what, 30-something by now? He's up there. Yeah, so maybe not as mobile as he once was. Maybe it's like Cricket Wireless, but... <laughs> cricket Wireless? Yeah, I mean, the Giants, it's just... They're in shambles. The... Every week, I'm seeing a new clip of Evan Neal. um, Whether he's calling out the Giants fans as well after it. Or just missing blocks. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, how can you? You're on on tape, man. Like, whether the fans are yelling at you or not, you're a professional football player and a right tackle in the NFL and you're missing assignments, I think should be more worried about what's being said in that film room versus (laughs) what's said on Twitter. Regardless of the fact, man, the Bills coming off a tough loss over there overseas uh skip over the pond but they come back to the united states and i think they get a dub here josh allen gabe davis that connections look good Stephon Diggs, if he's not throwing a tablet on the sideline he's looking good as well james cook just get him to rock tough injury matt milano with the leg injury uh and i think they lost a d tackle draymond jones as well but regardless of the fact saquon still questionable i believe We'll see if he's good to go, but hey, give me the Bills at home, man.
1: Yeah, you pretty much covered everything. I mean, it, tough injury for Daniel Jones, but he those weapons, that offensive line has not really given him any chance to do anything offensively. And then defensively, they're just always on the field trying to just play keep up. Bills coming off a tough loss, kind of was able to hide it because it was like at 9 o'clock in the morning. Everyone's not fully awake, fully watching. If that game was on primetime, it'd be a whole different story. But tough loss. You want to see that offense and Josh Allen get moving more. And Giants, I think it'll be a perfect opportunity. Now, this will be on primetime. Everyone will see the Bills blow out the Giants and think they're the best team. But regardless, uh, yeah, the Bills at home, should Bills Mafia will be rocking. It should be a get-right game for the Bills, and I think they, they handle business pretty pretty convincingly.
0: The Dolphins had... 13, around 13 sacks to start the season. And they came in the Giants and they got, they got four uh, in one week. So, I mean, it, it was an easy four too. I, I think it was more than that, to be honest. And yeah. Daniel Jones got hurt anyways. Regardless of the fact, man, it brings us to Monday Night Football. Once again, the Cowboys on primetime, they play... Um, you probably see more Cowboys fans here at SoFi Stadium than Chargers fans. 100%. The fact, um, you brought up Shady, but no, I just I keep seeing a clip of him. Dak is so ass. <laughs> Can I say that on live TV? Good thing this is our podcast, man. But, yeah, I mean, sh- if you watched that game last week, it was just rough. I mean, I know all, all the picks. You could say, you know, there's a slant, tip ball, Things happen. There was some questionable throws by Dak and very questionable for a guy that said he was gonna have less than ten this year and he kinda just said, you know, I was on a good pace. Let me just throw it all away, man. And you know, the memes of if the Cowboys aren't scoring, you know, ten sacks, five touchdowns a game defensively, Dak's in the same category as Mac and Daniel Jones and <laughs> I mean they're not really wrong. I mentioned it a few weeks ago, that endless Cowboys cycle of Weedham boys. We're going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dak sucks. Maybe we're on the way back. We're at the Dak sucks phase, and maybe they have a you know close game with the Chargers. Maybe pull it out in the end because the Chargers are the worst coach team in football. Regardless of the fact, Chargers coming off a bye. Eckler ready to go, it looks like, as well. Big weapon in that backfield. Um, obviously, no Mike Will and stuff like that, but... Give me the Chargers at home. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to take the Chargers here as well. The Cowboys, it's just tough, man. It's like they're, they're America's team, you know, so they're just always going to be on the under the biggest microscope, especially during prime time. So I, I think this will just be another example. Last week against the 49ers, it was just tough, man. I mean, the Niners just clearly the better team. And I I was wrong, man. I was wrong. I said, you know, it's going to come down to the quarterback, Purdy versus Dak. I thought Dak would pull it off, but clearly I was wrong. Brock Purdy just looking like the better quarterback overall, and Dak just continuing to kind of lean into his little – his turnover woes, and like you mentioned. He just – I don't know what he had, two, three interceptions that three game? Picks. Three picks, yeah, so – Not what you want to see on prime time. CeeDee Lamb, not really involved at all. Tony Pollard putting the ball on the ground also, I believe. And then defensively, just kind of giving up at the end. But can you blame them when the offense is just three and out, three and out, turnover, turnover? You're just on the field the entire game. It's tough. But with that being said, they get to play a Chargers team who are not the 49ers, especially coach-wise. But I think Justin Herbert does just enough. Dak Prescott, you know, in prime time once again, does he fold? I think he bounces back. They have a better game. But I just, I like the Chargers here, kind of like you mentioned, at home. I think a couple big plays. Keenan Allen's been really, really great this year. By week, help him, older player, kind of, you know, get back to 100%. You mentioned Eckler. I'm sure Staley will do something to kind of, you know, have us on our seats at the end of the game to give the Cowboys a chance to win. But I just don't think they pull it off, and I think the Chargers hold on on Monday night.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. It was Cowboys in prime time again. Jerry Jones did come out and say someone asked him about the usage of CD if they wanted to get him the ball more, and he was <laughs> like, "I don't think so." Or whatever, I'm, I'm tired, bro. Jerry's just gotta sell the team at this point, dog. And I think or he also a head said, coach.
1: he also said Dak can lead him to a Super Bowl, so you know he's <laughs> believing in his guys.
0: Like, it, there should be no owner answering football-related quit. Like, that's why you hire a GM and a I, head coach. But
1: Speaking of GM and head coach, I think it was um, Frank Wright for the Panthers who came out and kind of said the same exact thing. I guess he was asked the question, and he was talking about owners. He's like, you know, some owners don't really worry about the football thing. I guess they're talking about like, the draft or something. He's like, other owners kind of like to have their hand in it, basically implying that maybe they wanted C.J. Stroud and not Bryce Young at number one, but at the end of the day, the owners making the decisions. So it's just funny how, like, all of the players and, you know, the coaches and the personnel styles just don't want the owners making football decisions. But at the end of the day, the owners, they got final say
0: because it's their team. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, this is the guy that signed your paycheck. You don't really have, you know, a choice. I mean, you got to yeah. do what they say. It's like – some point but at, at that point you should just make yourself an owner gm of the team like maybe they should out. just do like what the packers do and just have no owner they don't have an owner
1: no the packers don't have an owner i think it's owned by like it's like a group like a percentage thing but they don't have like they one don't have a majority owner. owner no yeah i
0: mean so there's, there's like like no always one. minority owners and stuff like that but yeah but the packers like, there's they no one don't. that holds the majority 51 yeah. percent The only publicly owned, not-for-profit major league professional team in the U.S. Um, Instead of having, you know, a handful of partners owned by hundreds of thousands of fans.
1: Yeah, like you can buy steak in, like, the team or whatever. Like, they're not, like, owned.
0: I should have known this, man. I would have had to share a stock of Green Bay football when I was um, five years before I was born or something like that, maybe. But (laughs) regardless of the fact... That's going to wrap up. Go to go. Episode 60, man. Any last comments, topics, anything like that, man. Got to get home ready for this NBA draft, man. A little fantasy league. A little week too early NBA draft, man. Shout out (laughs) to that boy. A2, man. Sending up the league, man. Not, no, not letting anybody know when the draft was. I mean, you got to find out via email or when you're sitting right next to me and telling me we got a draft at nine. It's, It's a little shocking. You got 40 minutes to do a little bit of homework. Nonetheless, NBA season upon us. And Wemby and uh, Chet went at it yesterday. Uh, You see that little clip. They said, yeah, that headbutt, unstoppable or whatever. Yeah,
1: they both both was going off.
0: When Wemby headbutted (laughs) Chet for an and one lay, regardless of the fact, man, NBA season should be interesting. I asked Max Max
1: earlier, I'm going to ask you, do I have, like, can I be a Heat fan? Like, I know I haven't... Like, are you, are like,
0: you actually going to claim the Heat for once? Yeah, like,
1: do I, like, as a Heat fan, are you going like, to let me claim the Heat? Sure. Max bro, said I mean, no, I couldn't, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you. I,
0: I could care less, bro. Whatever you do is, you, like, your decision, man. I can't tell you to claim him. I just got to sign wall, bro. Let him lost. come off the bench. fan. <laughs> he's just going to be the next UD of the organization? Like... <laughs> no, nah, he can give, like, some solid minutes. Regardless of the fact, man, my boy Josh Richardson back in Miami. No, it's not getting a lot of buzz and headline. Like it I mean, shouldn't Rich? <laughs> All right, bro. When when Rook one starts showing out, I think he was Rook two back in the day.
1: Regardless, I don't know yet. He or the Magic? I don't know which one's gonna be my team yet. The Magic? Yeah, shout out my dog Amac, bro. <laughs> Put me on the FGCU. Especially when they beat the Raptors that year in the first round, when the Raptors won the championship. Oh, for that
0: one game? Yeah, and they they beat them in the playoffs, like, round one. <laughs> yeah, shut out Vooch. It was, a, it was crazy times, man. Been a one Magic game my time in Orlando. It's a nice stadium, man, downtown Orlando. They got a little something going on, but I don't think it's the We know it's hasn't really been the city for, for sports, but, I mean, I'm hoping the best for the Magic, man. I like them P- Palo over there. They got some young talent. Suggs um, Regardless Longer, of the fact. Both of them Yep they, they got a little talent But The Heat A little Tyler Hero Revenge tour man Let's hope for <laughs> it Anyways It's gonna wrap up Episode 60 Once again Go to go Pod On TikTok Like comment share Go to go YouTube Apple Spotify All that man Y'all tune in And until next week Man Appreciate it Peace.